Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the Shermichael Singleton Show. We are going into week three next week without a Speaker of the House after... Republican Representative Matthew Gates joined by seven other individuals, along with Democrats, removed Kevin McCarthy. And I'm not blaming the Democrats on this, by the way. Uh, Democrats are smart, in, in my opinion. I, I'll tell you, actually, uh, something that I saw from Maggie Haberman, who is the acclaimed reporter from the New York Times. And... I stated this on television, I think a week or two ago, and got some pushback and people didn't necessarily believe it was true and said, oh, sure, Michael, you're not accurate. But Maggie Haberman tweeted out one of the few questions, one of a few questions, rather, of the answers to this often asked question of why did House Democrats Remove McCarthy and didn't try to save him? Quite simple. They see themselves with leverage now that they didn't have before. It was about politics. So I don't blame the Democrats for this. This was smart. Republicans would have done the same thing. They wouldn't have saved Nancy Pelosi if they knew that they could articulate a message to um, potential voters in tight districts and races in tight districts where they could potentially win. They're not. But until Republicans pick a House speaker, the party and the nation's interests are quite frankly at risk. Now, you know, the House of Representatives, in my opinion, is a revered chamber. It's an institution that is, quite frankly, designed to mirror the heartbeat heartbeat of the American populace. It's not like the Senate. It is very, how should I say this, cantankerous at times, <laughs> unlike the, the Senate, which is more formal, the senior body of the two. Uh, but what we're bearing witness to, in my opinion, is a disconcerting spectacle. It's one that causes harm to the Republican goal in the House, which, in my opinion, under Kevin McCarthy, was to lead with a center-right majority, which is exactly why the American people gave Republicans the chamber albeit a slim one. It was a slim majority. So the American people were saying, look, we want to see what Republicans can do because we weren't necessarily too happy with the Democrats, but we're not going to give you a mega majority. We'll give you a little bit of one to just see if you can do some good stuff over the next two years. Well, we're kind of screwing that up. Yet this disarray also casts an undeniable shadow, in my opinion, over the United States on the world stage as it highlights an alarming inability of the world's preeminent superpower to steer its own course. And to me, it's it's marked by profound domestic divisions in our country. Tribalism is at an all-time high. We have international crisis from Russia to now Israel dealing with Hamas. We cannot afford to find ourselves contending with such domestic chaos that we currently hear in the House. Republicans reportedly hoped 
to end the chaos by offering Representative Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, as the solution. Following a 124 to 80 vote of support for Jim in the House GOP caucus on Friday, they went to the floor. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He lost three times. He couldn't he couldn't get the votes, which I wasn't surprised by this. He could not get the votes. And then you have Matthew Gates and said, oh, this was the deep state. No, dude, you put the House in complete chaos. And now you're upset that the majority or, or enough members said, we don't want Jim Jordan. We're not going to reward Matthew Gates and others. And so Gates with the Democrats and seven others removed Kevin McCarthy. But Jordan had 20 Republicans opposing him initially. Then it went up to 22. Then it went up to 23. And, and, and I was told by individuals that I know that if they would have continued to take votes for Jim Jordan, it could have gotten as high as 30 members voting against him. You heard me right, 30 members. I don't know Jim Jordan. I don't have anything against him personally, but I understand the dynamics of the current Republican conference to have to know from all of my relationships that Jim just was not going to be able to pull it off. And then you had members receiving death threats. You had people calling members wives and saying they hoped they were raped. You had people texting, texting their friends and others saying we should go protest at a member's house. I mean, this is just crazy. It really is crazy. And so this follows, in my opinion, failed attempt by Steve Scalise to get it. Scalise is battling with a lot of health issues right now. Uh, So I wasn't necessarily surprised that Scalise didn't do it. Some members just want him to really focus on himself. Um, but he did win the caucus vote by 113 to 99, Scalise getting 113, Jim Jordan getting 99. But then, of course, he ultimately pulled his name uh, from consideration the following day. And this is what Scalise had to say. This is what he had to say. This is important because Steve Scalise is a part of leadership. Scalise stated there are some there are still some people that have their own agendas. He was specifically talking about Matthew Gates and others. And so the regrettable state of affairs can be traced back to, as I've been saying all along, the antics of Gates out of Florida, who is in the midst of some type of an ethics investigation. And from my understanding, it's a pretty serious one. I I don't know all the details of it, but some people have stated that's the reason why. Now, Gates, to his defense, have come out and said it it has nothing to do with this pending uh, ethics investigation. It was because he just believed McCarthy was the wrong person for the job. But ousting McCarthy with the motion to vacate has put the entire house in turmoil. The entire house. It didn't stem from some intense aversion to McCarthy, in my opinion, from Gates, but rather appears to be rooted in political opportunism from Gates. And then Democrats astutely recognize that the heightened dysfunction in the GOP-controlled House will furnish them with the rhetorical ammunition they seek for 2024. Now, you're probably wondering, Sir Michael, what are you talking about? Well, ladies and gentlemen, there are 18 House districts led by Republicans that Joe Biden won. Some of them, Joe Biden won by 10, 15 votes, some a little bit more. 
those Republicans are going to be vulnerable. And Democrats intend to target all 18 vulnerable House Republicans who represent those districts that Biden won in 2020. And the message will be clear. Republicans can't lead, can't govern. They're going to say Republicans are mired in chaos and dysfunction at a time when the nation cries out for effective governance. In these purple-hued districts across the U.S., such a message, in my opinion, may actually indeed strike a resonant chord with the disillusioned voters, particularly swing voters who look at this chaos and say, what are these guys doing? We have to go in a new direction. And if it does, it will cost Republicans their slim majority, which they only have by four seats. So regrettably, Gates' coup is not only an affront to his Republican colleagues, but it's also a clear distraction from the president pressing House issues that they should be addressing, such as immigration, which is a nightmare right now. National security, the economy, infrastructure are among those that, in my opinion, demand, really, really demand our leaders attention. And they're not getting that, folks. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Week three without a speaker of the House. Constitutional position. The number three, the third in line of uh, the most powerful person in the country. Actually, the second in line of succession. For his, the first is vice president, then followed by the speaker. But one of the reasons I talked about why I didn't think Jim Jordan can get it. One, one of the reasons that I believe this, unlike McCarthy, who had just one block of conservatives who didn't support him. In January, when he had to go 15 rounds, Jim Jordan had a multiple. He had people who were into appropriations. He had centrist members uh, who were mad about McCarthy's ouster. He had others who were mad about Scalise being blocked. He had the defense hawks. I mean, it, it just made it a lot harder. And as one of his allies noted, and I saw this on Twitter from a journalist, making headway with one group would mean that he would lose even more votes with another group. I mean, it just it just the, the numbers weren't there. And a part of becoming speaker, you have to whip up those numbers. That's just what it is. You, you have to whip up the numbers. Do you have enough support to, to get the job done? And so right now we find ourselves at a crossroads. Now you have majority whip Tom Emmer. 
who is throwing his hat in the ring, making calls. But then you have Donald Trump on Truth Social come out and said he doesn't support him. And then you had Boris Epstein, who's an advisor to the former president and others, I believe, on Steve Bannon's program saying that Tom Emmer is the wrong guy. I think Boris said, quote, we need a MAGA Speaker of the House. We need a MAGA Speaker of the House. Excuse me. This is the MAGA party because it's Donald Trump's party is what he went on to say. He said this is no longer uh, the, the establishment party of khaki pants. Which I thought was kind of uh, funny because you think about the establishment, you see a lot of people used to wear khaki pants. So that, that was kind of a funny little uh, sly, uh, if you will, against uh, the Republican establishment. But, but he said it's, it's Trump's party. Just as what Boris said. He said, so Tom Emmer is the wrong person for the job. But Emmer made a good point when he said the conference is at a crossroads and that the deck is stacked against us. This is what, this is what he warned. Then you have Representative Mike Johnson out of Louisiana, who I have a lot of respect for Congressman Johnson. I know him. I had a chance to uh, have dinner with him and his incredible kids. They're just amazing kids. And he's from my home state of Louisiana. Uh, he sent a, a lengthy letter to his colleagues uh, listing his priorities if elected as speaker, including rebuilding trust and engaging more uh, individually with lawmakers on the policymaking process. Johnson went on the right, quote, it is incumbent upon us now to decide upon a consensus candidate who can serve as a trusted caretaker and a good steward of the gavel. He went on the right. We must govern well and expand our majority next year. Correct the mundo. He's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Republicans should be trying to expand their majority next year. But because of what Matthew Gates did, that's not going to happen. And then Matthew Gates put out on Instagram that this wasn't the intentions. He said, this wasn't our intent. We didn't intend to do this. This wasn't on purpose. But really, Congressman Gates? I mean, seriously, really? You didn't think about this before? Why didn't you think about it? Because. He was only worried about whatever his interests are. So if Republicans lose the House next year because of Matthew Gates, is Gates all of a sudden going to come around and say, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this? I mean, come on. Come on, Congressman Gates. Violation. I mean, to play that again, Thomas, come on, Violation. I, I don't think anybody's going to buy that. So now you have a bunch of members throwing their hats in the ring. You have Congressman Mike Johnson out of Louisiana, including uh, Emmer out of Minnesota. You have Republican Study Committee Chair Representative Kevin Hearn out of Oklahoma. You have Congressman Jack Bergman out of Michigan. You have Congressman Pete Sessions out of Texas. You have uh, Congressman Byron Donalds, Republican out of Florida, who if he were to win, he would become the first uh, black Speaker of the House. And then you have a congressman representative, uh, Austin Scott, out of Georgia, who challenged Jim Jordan last week. And those are just the early contenders. Now, the lawmakers, according to the way the, uh, the House uh, Republicans are setting up this process, they have until Sunday, I think afternoon, um, to make their candidacy official before Monday night, uh, before the, uh, the candidate forum, uh, before the conference vote Tuesday morning. And that's a closed door meeting vote. 
Uh, so we'll see what happens then. So, so currently right now you have uh, Speaker Pro Temp Patrick McHenry, uh, who's just still sort of leading with li- very limited power. But guys, we have a government shutdown coming up. You have President Biden, who's expected to ask for, I think, $100 billion in aid for Israel. You have others who want aid for Ukraine. None of this stuff, none of it can occur without a Speaker of the House. None of it. So with, with McCarthy, Scalise, and Jordan all having fell short because of divisions within the conference, how likely is it that any of these new candidates can get 217? I'm not sure. I am not sure. But Patrick Henry made a good point. He said the space and time for a reset is, I think, an important thing for House Republicans. They have to figure this out. And he went on to say he's promising that the House will hold a vote within the conference, and then they're going to bring it to the floor. This is an untenable situation. Actually, it's an unbelievable situation that we that that House Republicans find themselves in. I mean, you you really can't make this stuff up. Why risk your slim majority? Why? I I just I I don't get it. I really, really, really don't get it. So I want to know what you all think. I want to hear from you. Did Matthew Gates make the right decision? What happens next? Uh, welcome to the Sure Michael Singleton Show. Thanks for calling in. Hey, you're Hello. live with Sure Michael. Hey, Norm. Hey, how you doing, Sure Michael? I'm doing good, doing? man. Happy Saturday, well, Norm. What do you, Norm? What do you think, man? Do you, do you think Matthew Gates made the right decision? We are in an administrative civil war. We're, this country's in real trouble. Mm. And, and it's in real trouble because just the timing of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that they would, uh, that you would have all of a sudden uh, uh, a war breakout at the same time when Mr. Gates and them had their little shenanigans going. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the, the, the driving force behind this was, you know, uh, it was supposedly the uh, the budget, but the real driving force is what these republic these group of mega republicans are looking for as a person who's the most racist and the most. Uh, hey Norm, uh, can, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Well, where do you lean politically? Are you Democrat or Republican? If that's okay. Well, I vote Democrat. Okay, let me ask you this, Norm. What do you think about? So I don't know if you heard at the top of the show, I, I quoted something from Maggie Haberman, a renowned reporter from The New York Times. And she reported about another journalist who spoke with some individuals on the Democratic leadership about why uh, they decided not to save uh, McCarthy. And they essentially said because they see this as a political opportunity and leverage for them, particularly in terms of regaining the House. Now, I personally think that's smart. I'm not a Democrat, but I think it's smart. I think Democrats are going to be able to go to voters and say, look at this. Do you really want to return power back to Republicans after this chaos? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, first of all, uh, you can't trust, you couldn't trust McCarthy, okay? But but the politics, I'm, I'm asking, no, not that. about the trust of McCarthy. I think that's not as relevant as the as right. Democrats recognizing that this is a great opportunity for them, Norm, to regain the House. Um, Leon out of Illinois, Leon, welcome to the Shermichael Singleton Show. Shermichael, I think that this is all about Trump. Uh, I think that Matt Gaetz thought shutting down the government would defund some of these investigations in the Trump. Oh, that's but interesting. I, I haven't heard that one Matt before. Gates. Huh. Okay. I also think that Matt Gates is looking into this. This is a fundraising stunt for himself to look at himself as an outsider. And so he, Matt Gates doesn't care if the, if everything burns down because the, the Congress people still get paid and he still gets the fundraise. What do you, Leon, let me ask you this. Regardless of where you are politically, do you think um, House Republicans should hold Gates and the seven others accountable for causing this complete chaos and i mean because nothing's getting done man i mean they can't do anything well i think part of it is if you do hold them accountable mm-hmm. then that kind of makes them as martyrs ah, so, so he can fundraise okay. off that as well so okay. like what's holding them accountable he's still gonna keep his seat That's you know true. like like with um when Marjorie Taylor green got kicked off the committees she just had more time to fundraise so he'll be doing Steve Bannon shows and everything. Yeah, her profile show. actually got bigger too. Her her profile got a lot bigger. So that's a, that's wow, that's a good point. So so Leon, let me as a voter, then when you see this type of behavior in the house, I mean, like, what are your thoughts? Like, like, what goes through your mind when you see lawmakers unable to govern? And it's like, hey, we send you guys here to do one freaking job, and that is to govern. Right. So so for me, I think what this is telling me is maybe you guys aren't the people for the job. Because honestly, I, I do lean Democratic, but I, I can be fair. Uh, honestly, this is showing me, like, what's the point of, of having a divided government mm-hmm. if they're just going to shut down their part of the government? Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Do you think, uh, Leon, before I, I let you go... Um, I think I think this is going to cause Republicans the majority. And, and, and granted, the, the elections are a long time away, but I think the government's going to shut down, uh, Leon. I think there are going to also be some other major things that's going to require bipartisanship, and I don't think we're going to get it. And I think that's going to lead swing voters to say, you know what, I'm not going to back a Republican in my purple district. I'm going to vote for the Democrat. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a good point. I, I think part of it is like, even though like um, I, I consider myself a democratic voter or, or I lean democratic, mm-hmm. I do believe that we do need two parties, like two strong parties. Like I don't think it's good for one, any one party to be in charge because then they, they do stop working for the people. And yeah. You just, you know, so I, I, I I'm disappointed that this this is ridiculous. I mean, and and as the world the world is looking at us like we're just a clown. Oh show. man, so we're it's losing so more, more credibility around the world. Leon, it's brother. I mean, look, you know where I lean politically, and it, not only is it. I mean, we're beyond the point of how this makes Republican Party look, for goodness sakes. But what you just stated is so critical and so pertinent. It makes the country as a whole on the international stage look weak. It makes us look as if we're in disarray. And if you're a terrorist group or you're an adversary like Russia or China, you're strategically looking at this particular moment as an opportunity to make your move because the United States is not on one accord. And, and, and I, I, I would hope, 
Leon, to the point you just made, man, that these members that have caused this craziness understand that and elect another speaker. I don't at this point, Leon, I don't even care if I agree with the person or not. I just want business to get I don't done. Either. And nothing's getting done, man. But hey, Leon, bro, I want to say thanks so much, man, for for calling in and thanks for for your really well thought out um, assessments and opinions on what's going on, man. You you've really given me some stuff to think about. I got to be on TV next week, and I, and I think the point you just made about how this impacts us on the world stage is something I'm going to spend the next few days really, really thinking about. What are the implications uh, of the United States not being able to govern? for hostile countries that are looking for moments to take advantage. I, I think this is perfect for them. We, we, we've just given them the cake and the ice cream, Leon. Mm. But mm. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you for calling in, man. Take care. You too, man. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're talking about a house without a speaker, the disarray in the United States House of Representatives. It's we're going into week three without a speaker of the house, literally week three. Uh, we're not able to get anything done. The government potentially may shut down in, in about another month, about 30 days, uh, give or give or so, uh, maybe off by a day or two. Uh, we are looking at Israel asking for more funding. We're looking at Ukraine asking for more funding. Uh, we have a border crisis with hundreds of thousands of people that the Biden administration just gave uh, temporary worker uh, visas to. Uh, there are thousands more wanting entry into the country. There, my point is, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot going on in this country right now, and we're not getting to any of it. So I want to know your thoughts on what's going on with the House. Uh, what do you think about what Matthew Gates did? I mean, do you agree with him? And I want to hear from you all, because when I go on television, I always analyze these things through the lens of a political strategist, of my conversations with people on the Hill. I want to know what you as a voter think when you see what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now, the inability to lead. Maybe you're not a Republican. Maybe you don't agree with Republicans on anything, but I am willing to bet that even with that disagreement, you want to see your political leaders lead. That's fundamentally important. Rick from Florida, welcome to the program. This is my first time listening to your show. Oh, man. And, uh, Welcome to the program, Rick. So, well, thanks for what. Well, well, Rick, hey, before, um, before you get into your thoughts, I, I'd love to know your honest opinion on what you think so far. And, and I hope you'll return. 
Well, you know, my honest opinion is I like the show. I like the format. I like what you're doing. Um, and uh, I am concerned about this speaker. Yeah. I think Matt Gates needs to be investigated. And I think that he needs to be held accountable. All 20 of these guys need to be held accountable because, you know, like me, for instance, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to quit my job unless I had a job to go to. That's true. And these guys, these guys went in there and said, you know what, we're going to get rid of Kevin McCarthy and not even have a clue who they would even put in this place. <laughs> you can't make it to up, To me, Rick. that is not common sense. So, so, Rick, what do you, if you're not comfortable with answering this question, that's okay, but can I ask, where do you lean politically? Are you more to the left or to the right? I'm a full-blooded Republican. Okay, well, there you go, my friend. Welcome to the program. So I really want to get your opinions on this then, Rick. Are you at all worried, Rick, that this could, if this gets worse, um, if we're unable to really lead over the next several months, are you worried that we could lose the House because of what was started a couple weeks ago by Matthew Gates and the others? Absolutely. That's why these Republicans need to come together now. They need to come together now and say, hey, we are all in the same consensus. Somebody's going to have to compromise. That's true. Somebody's going to have to back off and say, okay, maybe I'm not going to get exactly what I want out of this deal. But they need to find a man that they all can trust, that we all can trust. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we can trust any of them right now because they're not doing the job of the people. They're doing this. You know what they're doing? They've got their little feelings hurt about who did this or this one did that. You know, they got their little feelings hurt, and now they're wearing chips on their shoulders, and they're not doing what the American people voted them in before. And you know what, comes? And when it comes time for them to uh, uh, to vote again, mm-hmm. their constituents are going to think about that very seriously. No, I think I, th- I think you're right. Um... Rick, and I got to tell you, man, you have 18 Republicans, Rick, who are in sort of purple districts. You know, Rick, they can go red or blue, those types of districts. That's a lot of people, man. We have a four-seat majority. And my thing is, what happens if you lose all 18? Or what happens if you lose 10 or 12? I mean, just the numbers, Rick, I don't know. I've worked in politics a while, and when I text people on the Hill— even my friends who work for members within the Freedom Caucus, who didn't join the the eight led by uh, Representative Gates, they said, "Sherm, dude, this is crazy, man. We can't do anything. We have people calling and saying, why aren't you guys doing your job?" You know what? I think this, Sherm, this is what I think, and I could be totally off base here. Mm-hmm. But you've got all this stuff going on in Ukraine. Yep. You got a president that's willing to sell the house mm-hmm. to give give them everything that they want off our table, and we're going to end up having nothing on our table to fight if it comes down to something happening. And I'm not saying something. I see something in the poor future of that happening, but, but no, I, I get, I get your point. I mean, I get I mean, your point. I mean, to your point, Rick, and I got about two minutes left. 
uh, to that point of us giving a lot to Ukraine. I can't remember the specific type of missile. I was on TV a couple of weeks ago, and there's a, a very a specific class of missile. I think it's made, and or I think it's either made or somehow put together in I think Alabama or Mississippi. It's a very unique weapon system. We're very low on it because we've given so much of it to Ukraine to the very point you just made. And and I was on CNN, actually, and they had a military analyst on. And he said, this is a problem. Like, like we're, we're, we are literally reducing our own stockpile of very critical missiles that, God forbid, if we had to use them, we wouldn't have enough. Well, Sharm, here's how I see it. This war in Ukraine has gone on too long. We should have gave them what they needed in the beginning to win this war. I agree and we had that. listen. We had Russia rocking on their heels, and we should have done what we needed to do then. Instead, we've let this thing drag out, and we have got to win this war in Ukraine. There, there's nowhere around that. If we don't win this war in Ukraine, Iran, mm-hmm. uh, and Russia are going to they're going to flex their muscles with China. And, yep, that's and, right. And, no, I don't know. Rick, Rick, I, I think you're you're right. And not only is this a, a, a matter of opinion, I know a lot of military analysts, a lot of former military generals and colonels retired and active. And when I talk to them about this in terms of the politics, because I want to get their military assessment when I'm discussing these issues so that I'm as accurate about this information as possible, they all state exactly what you just stated. At this point, we have to win this. Like, like there is we don't have a choice because if we lose this, uh, it's going to embolden Russia. It's going to embolden countries like Iran. When we're seeing what Israel is going through right now with Iran backing Hamas financially, militarily. And it's also going to further embolden China uh, in the South Chinese Sea, but also with Taiwan. I mean, you're looking at Rick, if we don't figure this out, you're, you're looking at a powder keg. We're waiting to explode. And a lot of people in the military world and international relations community are trying their best to avoid this. But when you got this chaos in the house, man, where we can't even do anything or govern, it doesn't help, Rick. It doesn't help at all. 